Hello, and welcome to a special edition of For Your Reconsideration, where we're going through our Oscar predictions for this upcoming 93rd Academy Awards happening this weekend. So we thought since we're, you know, self-titled Oscars experts, we'd go through all the nominations and help you fill out your own ballots. And also keep in mind that we very rarely win in our own pool. So just keep that in mind as we do this. Okay. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I've won before. You have. I have not. But I consistently do get best picture right. I just want to point that out when yeah. other people do not. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with um, some of the short categories just because go through them a little quickly because unfortunately we haven't been able to watch any of the shorts yet. Many of them are available and I think um, – starting once after this podcast is out i think all of them should be available to run. yeah i believe that yeah pretty much you can you can stream them before the ceremony like that weekend yeah so um so let's just run through right now like i just want to say up top too like all of the odds that i'm telling you the numbers come from gold derby which i mean who else has better uh odd like i don't know where else does it consistently so we'll go with gold derby <laughs> they know what they're doing over there okay so the first category is Best Animated Short Film. Uh, the nominees are Burrow, Genus, Loci, If Anything Happens, I Love You, Opera, and Yes, People. And currently, Gold Derby has um, If Anything Happens, I Love You in the lead with a 24.4% odds of winning. Did you said animated short when leading into this category, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, so If Anything Happens, I Love You. Which is available on Netflix. Okay. If anyone wants to watch so it without renting all of them. It is not a Pixar. The Pixar cool. entry is Burrow. Okay. So. All right. All right. Next up, best live action short film. The nominees are Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. They all sound so good. They all sound very vague. I don't know <laughs> what's happening in any of those. But um, Gold Derby has the letter room in the lead with a 22.5% odd of winning. Ooh, only 22.5%? Yeah. Okay. But if you think about, like, with five nominees, if everything were even, everything would have a 20% chance of winning. Sure. So anything yeah. above 20%. I know, but that's still, like, it's not much it short. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So who knows? All right, next up. <laughs> Best documentary short subject. Colette... Concerto is a conversation. Do not split. Hunger Ward and a love song for Latasha. And currently, love song for Latasha has the odds on to win with twenty three point one percent, and that is also available on Netflix. Awesome! So easily available. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move into some stuff of things that we've maybe seen. Let's talk about best visual effects. Okay. Which we know a lot about. Okay. Nominees are <laughs> Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenant. What do you think is probably odds on favor to win, Kyle? Well, Devin, based that we have, we're coming from the same place of expert opinion on this one. As far as, from my knowledge, we've only seen one of these movies. Uh, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Only tenant. Uh, yeah, I feel kind of bad. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little outside of it on this one. Um, this wasn't a great year to watch big visual effect movies. It, that is, <laughs> that is so true. Um, I did. I don't know what the what the odds are. I'm sure I'll get that here in a second. You sure will. But um, 
My vote was for Tenet because, uh, one, it's the only one on this list I've seen, but also because a lot of the visual effects were practical. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that's a crowning achievement, honestly, uh, in a lot of this. So I think I think we may lean that way, the, or the guild might lean that way. Absolutely, I agree. Tenet is currently um, in the lead as far as predictions go. Probably, again, because more people have seen that than any of the other movies. Um, it has 24.4% odds of winning um as far as precursor awards it has one in this category at the satellite awards the critics choice awards and the baftas however it did lose to midnight sky in the visual effects society awards Ooh, well that's interesting i don't know how big that guild is how much sway they have over people i would assume the rest of the guilds kind of outnumber them within the academy okay so question like anybody in the academy can vote in this category i believe so yeah okay let's find out for sure before making our final yeah, I mean, I don't know that for sure at all. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I did think it was interesting that in the actual Guild Awards, it went to Midnight Sky. So something to keep in mind. Okay. If you think there might be an upset there. Interesting. And Midnight Sky is the George Clooney movie on yes. Netflix, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, Best Production Design. The nominees are The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. Oh, we've seen a few more of these. We have. <laughs> All but uh, News of the World, really. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a tough one, honestly, because there's a lot of great stuff here. Like the uh, what the father does with kind of the displacement of the character played by Anthony Hopkins. And he constantly thinks like he's in his flat. So it keeps kind of changing. Yeah. And there's elements kind of carrying over, which is really interesting. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, you know, this like one set, like basically two room kind of movie is interesting, but I don't know if it has what it takes. Mank, I would imagine, is kind of a front runner. People love their old Hollywood stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's also kind of little of that outside of like, you know, the beginning. Well, they the like Hurst, recreate the San Simeon too, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. That's true too. So they do, they do do a lot of cool stuff, but I again, I again went with Tenet on this i sound like a huge tenant fan but i'm not uh (laughs) i just think it does kind of check the boxes in these categories that's interesting um if i had to like pick one that i think has the best production design that actually you know informs the storytelling i definitely would pick the father because i think like you said the way that they Mm -hmm. changed the set around to kind of um mimic his the anthony hopkins character's confusion uh i think is brilliant um but I do understand Mank right now is the odds-on favorite, 24.4% odds of winning. Um, it's won in various Critics Awards, um, the Critics' Choice Awards, the BAFTAs, and the Art Directors Guild Awards. Okay. So. Yeah. And I do think, like, there's more to I mean, like, The Father and Ma Rainey are both kind of, like, one set throughout the whole thing, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mank has a lot more going on. For sure. So. No, totally. I, I understand that completely. Um but th- these percentages you're giving are actually just like a lot. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of room than, for upset for yeah, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no like really high. Are there later in your research? Is there like, does the percentage go above 20? Cause this is just not um, what I expected. I mean, I don't think any goes above 30. Wow. So, okay. Well, that's just, there's a lot. I mean, anything can happen really. Yeah. I just usually see like the odds are like sometimes, you know, like three to one or something. Yeah, but when you when you take three to one and put it into a percentage, it's not that high. Oh, okay. That's what I've done. Like, because Gold Derby does rank it as like a like they have thirty one to ten mank winning, but that 
correlates to 24.4% okay. if you want to express it in a percentage. I won't get that. I don't understand that. Not a math person, but I'll take your word for it. Percentages make more sense to me, to my brain, so I converted the yeah, fractions I into see that. percentages. No, for sure, for sure. All right. Next up, um, best makeup and hairstyling. The nominees are Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. Um, I don't, I mean, the only ones we've seen here are Mank and Ma Rainey. Hillbilly Elegy, I feel like any, anything is like, I feel like people are making fun of the wigs in that movie. So it's (laughs) weird to me that they got a nomination, but. I honestly feel like I actually have Hillbilly Elegy as like, maybe like a surprise. Really? Like it'll get something random and it'll be this. I mean, I've seen what Glenn Close and, uh, Amy Adams look like in that movie. It's impressive. It is. Um. But I actually put Ma Rainey's Black Bottom for this one. Yeah, I think Ma Rainey is a pretty safe choice. They've got a 24.4% chance of winning. They won in this category at the Makeup Artists and Hairstylists Guild Awards, the Critics' Choice Awards, the BAFTAs, and several Critics' Awards. Okay. So I think that they've consistently in the precursors, you know, won here. So why not? Sure. (laughs) Moving on to – and I I mean, I think that the hair and makeup, they do a good job. I know they used for um, Viola Davis, they used like a real era – correct horsehair wig wow and i think like all the like sweat and stuff was very well done (laughs) yeah a lot lot of sweat (laughs) a lot of a lot of sweat going it was hot in that in that location (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right so best costume design and the nominees are emma mank ma rainey's black bottom mulan and pinocchio uh for this one i mean i'm kind of out of my element a little bit i just went with ma rainey's black bottom um, I think that movie is going to, you know, I think it's going to drum up a few awards mm-hmm. uh, this night. And I feel that, I mean, one, it's period. Check. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, they're all period. All these are period. <laughs> um, they never, they hardly ever nominate contemporary films for best costumes. Sure, sure. But I th- yeah, I, I just think, I just think it really works. Um, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. I have no idea. You could tell me that it has a 5% chance of winning. No, you're right. It's in the lead, 23.8%. It's one of the Critics' Choice Awards, the Costume Designers Guild Awards, and at BAFTA. So, good odds for Excellent. sure. yeah. Rubber stamp it. Rubber stamp. Okay, moving on. Best sound. Best sound. Okay. Nominees are Greyhound, Mank, News of the World. Oh, my God. Soul and Sound of Metal. How is Mank nominated here? I know, you're upset about this. It's trash. It's trash. I get what they were going for, and if they matched the visuals, maybe I'd be a little bit more accepting. But I hate that it's this like classic recorded sound. Or I don't know if it is or not, but it certainly certainly made it sound like they probably that. digitally did it to make it sound like it was. Then it's like yeah. <laughs> then it's like the crispest picture you've ever seen. It's like oh, I can't stand it. Anyway, um, did I interrupt you? No. Okay, I went with the sound of metal on here. I think it's a I think it's a clear choice winner. Uh, the sound design that is incredible. It's not. It's not an action. It's not an action piece like Greyhound or um, News of the World. I understand it has a little bit of that, but um, I don't know. I think I think if Sound of Metal gets something this night, uh, it'll probably be sound design. Yeah, I agree, and I think it's again, it's a case of the sound design really uh, adding to the story. 
I just realized there's no sound mixing and sound editing. It's just thrown together in sound. Yes, this is. I believe this is the first year they've combined it, or maybe they did it for the first time okay, last year. So back up. Yeah. Does this mean the sound mixing and sound editing teams get Oscars, or is someone just now cut out completely? Um. Well, it's a lot of people for each. Okay. Thing, so I would assume that they're all nominated together. So it's just together. together. Okay, that's gay. Okay. Hey, right, right on. That's pretty cool. And then. I do think there was a tendency of those two awards to go to the same movie. No, so anyway. like, I feel like last couple of years, I feel like they've gone to different movies and it threw us for a loop as far as our ballots were concerned. That's true. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think either last year or this year. The they're first tired time of explaining it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Sound of Metal um, has the best odds, 24.4%, and it's won this category at the Satellite Awards and the BAFTAs. But also, like, sound isn't a category that's given out as a lot of other awards. Like, sure. critics don't really give awards for best sound for the most for part sure. and whatnot. For sure. so. All right. Staying on our on our audio track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. The nominees for best original score. The nominees are The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. You looking at me? Um, I mean, I can go if you want. I think that, like... Honestly, I like hardly ever notice a score in any movie unless it's like bad, I'd have to say. Sure. But like, so I don't really, none of these really stick out to me. Soul obviously is about music, so (laughs) it's probably better. I don't know. (laughs) It does seem like a clear winner and I'm sure that's where the odds go to as well. Yeah. Um, And I would love to see all involved get an Oscars again. I do think it'd be cool. Have have Trent Reznor and Addicts Cross won before? Uh, Maybe. I know they've been nominated before. Oh, are you joking? Yes, they've won. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, I thought know. you were joking. I no, thought I so. I was joking. like, you know, did they yes. win for a social network? Yeah. Okay. Well, have them win again. Uh, they do have the current odds, twenty four point four percent, and they've won at BAFTA, Critics Choice, and Golden Globes. Okay. Next up, still on the audio track. Oh my god! Best original that. song. The nominees are "Fight for You." Lyric by her and Tiara Thomas. From the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, yeah. I should be saying that, too. Hear My Voice from the Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, I don't know who does all that. Who cares? Husevic from Eurovision Song Contest. The Story of Fire Saga. Oh, that's not on mine. Sorry. Okay. That's the IOC Scene, The Life Ahead, music by Diane Warren. And Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Music and lyric by Leslie Odom Jr., Sam Ashworth. Um, I'm going to go with IOC scene Mm -hmm. because uh, it's been winning everywhere else. have not seen the movie it's related to or tied into, but uh, seems to be kind of sweeping that kind of category. Yeah, and it's Diane Warren, and she's been nominated in this category like a million times. She's written a ton of songs for movies, and I don't think she's ever won, or if she has won, it's been like a really long time since she's won. So I could definitely see that winning for those reasons. Sure. People like her. Sure. You know. Yeah, I do love the Speak Now song. Yeah. Um, Hear My Voice is beautiful. The Husevic sound is, song is crazy, and it's just awesome to get nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, and Fight For You is good, I too, like Fight For You, too. Yeah, for sure. But Speak Now has the odds right now, 22.7, but, you know, 22.7 isn't really interesting. Yeah, that much. So, yeah. We'll see. It did win at the Critics' Choice Awards, though, as well. Yeah, for Speak Now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Next up, Best Cinematography. 
The nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Thoughts? You know about cinematography. Okay. Uh, it's Nomadland. I mean, <laughs> hands down, you don't need to tell me the numbers. Uh, that is, yeah, it's the most deserving one of the bunch. Although, I mean, these are well-shot films, but really, uh, I would say maybe next to close second is Judas and the Black Messiah. Mank, you've already heard my thoughts of. Um, but yeah, I think Nomadland is the que- the clear winner here, and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I agree. I don't see anything besides Nomadland taking it. I do agree with you. I think the next best is probably Judas and the Black Messiah, but yeah, I think Nomadland's going to win it. Um, currently, its odds are 24.4%, and it's won at BAFTA Critics' Choice and lots of critics' associations. For sure. For sure. Next up, Best International Feature Film. The nominees are Another Round from Denmark. Better Days from Hong Kong, Collective from Romania, The Man Who Sold His Skin from Tunisia, Tunisia. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. And Quo Vadis Eda from Bosnia and Herzegovina. <laughs> I should have <laughs> looked at this before I started. No, you did a lot of research here. You did a lot of research here. I'm really, I don't know about you, but I'm really torn on this category. Oh, yeah, I am too, honestly, but also less so. How do you know less so? Well, I know which two you've seen, so I know which two oh. you have to be torn between, and I think one of them has an opportunity to win somewhere else. Exactly. So, and that's why I'm torn here. Like, I, I think, um, well, I don't think we'll we'll get to that later. I think if if another round is going to take an award here, it would potentially be in this international feature award. I'm really worried that it's going to like split the vote though, because Collective is here. It's also nominated for best documentary. I would say that Collective is definitely the superior movie. However, it's weird seeing it compete in a, you know, in a typically narrative category. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bizarre. Um, so it's really, I, I wonder if it's going to split. I don't know. I don't know. I want kind of another round here and Collective later in the documentary category, but. Yeah, if I if I got to pick how things went, that's how I would have it shake out. But I just think another round because, um, the director is also nominated for best director, which yeah. is rare to have a, a director for a foreign film nominated. Well, it, it, it's not super common, sure, no, sure. especially not anymore. But like, I think that that bodes well for it. Although there have certainly been times too, where, you know, foreign films have gotten more nominations and then like still not even one best foreign yeah. film. So like no, there's absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. But so right, you, th- you think it might go to another round then? Yeah, right now it has the best odds, 24.4%. It's won at several Critics Association Awards. It won the Cesare Award. It won the BAFTA. Um, There's been, like, a lot of weirdness because a lot of the different award shows kind of, like, have different criteria of what fits into this category. And so Minari has taken – he took – they took it at the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice, Mm -hmm. but it's not – it's an American movie, so it's not in this category. Um, So it's a little harder to – yeah, didn't they like just change those rules like not too long ago? Because it used to be like foreign language, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so like which Minari would have probably qualified for. Yeah. But then they ch- now they changed the international feature. So it has it's, to be submitted by another country. It's, it's interesting, yeah. Yeah. So could technically a movie from like England then be in that category? I don't uh, know. I guess all the finite rules, but. Yeah, I guess. It's international, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, film editing. 
The nominees are The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago 7. You want me to go first on this one? I don't know anything about editing, so sure. Okay. Um, This is actually, honestly, this is like a toss-up for me. I feel like it could be one of four of these five nominees. I think the one we're going to exclude here is Promising Young Woman. Okay. No offense to the film. But I think the other four do really interesting things as far as editing is concerned. And the father, obviously, with the kind of, the kind of back and forth timeline, we don't know kind of where he's at mentally. You know, yeah, I mean? it's a little like nonlinear. No, it's very nonlinear. It's very nonlinear, which, which, to me, is part. I think that's more. Here's the thing: as far as like, I think of the editing of that movie. I think that's clearly in the script phase. Mm-hmm. So like, it's kind of hard to judge something like that, per se, um, for me. But I again, I think it's I think it's a possibility. Uh, Sound of Metal. I think is a really well edited movie mm-hmm. um, in general. Trial of the Shadow Seven, it does the thing where it jumps around a lot. So there's a lot of narrative things happening at once throughout back, you know, mm-hmm. flashbacks and all this stuff. Um, so that's, a, you know, I think that that could be a front runner in this category. However, I, I'm going to go with Nomadland, mm. which is sort of this movie that's kind of, this movie style is kind of found in the editing. Mm, so I true. think, I think that's more, um, I don't know. I think personally that has a pretty good shot at winning. It sounds like I'm wrong, judging by your uh, reaction there. I mean, yeah, currently uh, Sound of Metal kind of has the odds, 23.1. It's one of the Critics' Choice, the BAFTAs, and a couple of the Critics' Associations. So, okay, But I think you make a good argument for Nomadland. It's interesting that it's... Because I don't think it's necessarily a better edited movie, The Sound of Metal, than the rest of the movies. But I feel like if it's really sweeping everywhere, I think it's mostly in relation to sound. So I think yeah. it's weird that it's getting the film editing odds. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. Which, like, that's sound design, not film editing. But anyway, I digress. Well... Maybe a lot of people that vote don't know the difference between those things. I doubt that. They probably know a little <laughs> bit more than us. Maybe not everybody. But not everybody. Cer- certainly the majority. A lot of people who I don't think know anything about anything. You know what? That's true. Like. It's, a, it's mostly actors, right? No no offense to actors, but they're... Yeah. You know. It is. All right. Next up is the best documentary feature. The nominees are Collective, yep. <laughs> Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. Um, so (laughs) it's just like ridiculous to me right now. My octopus teacher has the best odds, which I just find, I haven't seen it. So I'll just like preface it with that. Yeah. But I also just like can't imagine that film winning a best documentary Oscar. Yeah. The filmmaker's pretty loved within that community though. Okay, cool. So that, you know, that could be hard. He's been doing it for decades at this point, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I know. I just think that there's like some other. We I haven't seen all of them. We've only seen Collective, and Time out of these five. Mm-hmm. But both of those I think are better. To, I mean, I haven't seen it. So yeah, I what? <laughs> but I just think they're like more uh, Oscar-y, I guess is the. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, you know, I see. No, for sure. I think that's agreeable. Um, and so like I said, like my teacher has the odds right now, and it won at the BAFTAs. Um, but. 
a lot of them have equal like collective has a 20 percent odd right now and it mm-hmm. won the satellite awards and several critics associations mm-hmm. crimp camp is also at 20 percent, and it won at the international documentary association um and time has a 20.8 percent, and it won at documentary directing at sundance it won at the gotham awards and in some big name critics associations so i think there's mm-hmm. room for a lot of these to take it is then since it's so close could this be where collective is kind of hurt or maybe you know that splits could be. the vote here it splits the vote in the international category like it could not get anything even mm-hmm. though i think it's like one of the best movies we've seen from 2020 so yeah i don't know could be interesting could be interesting for sure but you said leading it is my octopus teacher huh yeah okay available on netflix Next up, Best Original Screenplay. The nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. This is... Now, this one is hard for me. Yeah, it's hard. These are all super solid. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think you're saying, if I could predict why it's hard for you is you want to vote Aaron Sorkin because you love Aaron Sorkin, but you're not going to in this, in this situation. I mean, I, like I do love Aaron Sorkin and I really like the trial of Chicago seven. I think like it gets a lot of shit in this like Oscar season. I think people are kind of like mm-hmm. whatever about it, which I kind of get, but I also really enjoyed watching that movie. But, um, and I do think it's a really well written movie. Like Aaron Sorkin, you cannot argue that the man doesn't know how to write a movie. Like he's <laughs> very good at it. So, <laughs> So there is that. There's the Aaron Sorkin of everything. And I think that it's, it wouldn't be uh, crazy to have them give it to Aaron Sorkin. Although, obviously, he has won it before. I think, though, I think Promising Young Woman, I would be happier to see that win. To see Emerald Fennell win that. Um, One, it's been a very long time since a woman by herself has won this award. Since Diablo Cody. For Juno. But, um... So I just think that'd be great. I think that movie is amazing. And I think the screenplay category is really where you see sometimes these like smaller movies kind of get their recognition. Not that Promising Woman is like small, small, but it's, you know, it's her, it's her, you know, feature debut. It's probably not going to, it's not going to win best picture. She's not going to win best director. So I could see them giving it to her here. But I also think the trial of the Chicago seven has like a ton of awards here and I honestly don't think it's going to win. The best chance it has of winning is in this category. So if they want to give anything to this movie, it would be this. That that you that is my sentiments exactly. Um, I think it's really probably at the end of the day between that and the Trial of Chicago Seven. Although I wouldn't be surprised if any of the other three also took the category. This is kind of like this is probably the category the most for me that is like anyone could take it. I have another category that's more like that, but <laughs> okay. But Promising Young Woman does have the odds right now, twenty three point eight, and it won at BAFTA, Critics Choice, and it won the WGA award, mm-hmm. which is which is big, leading up to this. But uh, you never know. You never know when people can be like, you know what? I like Aaron Sorkin. Sure. All right. Next up, best adapted screenplay. The nominees are Borat, subsequent movie film, The Father. Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. Um, I'm kind of out of my element here, honestly. Um, 
I think I just chose Nomadland for kind of the same reason I kind of defended it in the editing category. Uh, I think it's one of those movies you kind of, it, it's loosely adapted and you kind of find it later, but I think that gets attributed more to editing than the actual screenplay, but I haven't read the screenplay. I mean, I have no idea how true what they shot is to the actual screenplay. Um, so that's kind of interesting to me. I don't really know. Um, I would, I would think like the, the father is obviously well-written, but adapted for a play adapted from a play the same name. Uh, so it's the kinda, same writer, but the same writer. It's kind of iffy for me. Um, but I would really kind of enjoy seeing it uh, go to Borat subsequent movie film, just because learning the process of how they actually write a full script before filming even a frame of the movie is like really interesting to me. And it clearly that's a, that's an adapted screenplay that constantly adapts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't really know enough to have like, I, I have no idea where I sit with this one really. Yeah, I think this one is a little tougher to call. Um, Nomadland currently has the best odds with 23.4, and it did win at the Critics' Choice. But The Father has 21.3% and won at BAFTA, and Borat at 18.2% did win at the WGA. But Nomadland was not nominated at the WGA. So, Why is that? I don't know. Something about how they determine things, I guess. I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm saying is, like, I wonder how much that script actually matches the movie you know, yeah. in a way. I think it's hard to say, like, Nomadland, I feel like people are just picking it because, you know, I think Nomadland's going to be a big winner at this night. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I could see, I think screenplay awards do kind of go sometimes to movies that aren't going to win some of the other awards. So I could see them giving it to The Father or to Borat. I think that there's a a feeling that they want Sasha Baron Cohen to win something. So I could see it yeah, you know, yeah. going here. I also want to take this moment because it's the only category it's nominated in to shout out The White Tiger, which is available on Netflix. And it's a really great movie and everybody should watch it. Cool. All right. What's next? Next is Best Animated Feature Film. The nominees are Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. I'm just learning it like how embarrassed I am that I have not seen so many movies on this list. I know. Like we've seen Onward and Soul here. Um, not that I would need to see another uh, another claymation sheep movie, but I really wanted to see Wolf Walkers. Never made it around to it. Um, but I think the choice is obviously here for. for yeah, us. I think Soul is definitely going to win. Uh, it's got a twenty five percent chance of winning. It's won. Yeah, Golden Globes, Critics Choice, and BAFTA. So for sure, for sure. I think, I think it's, it's a pretty winner. safe plus, bet. Plus, I mean, I, I really love it, so mm-hmm. I'll root for it. Sure. All right, next. Next, we're moving into the acting categories. There's a category coming up that you think is anyone's game? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, so first up, Best Actress in a Supporting Role. The nominees are Maria Bakalova from Borat's subsequent movie film, Glenn Close from Hellbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman in The Father, Amanda Seyfried and Mank in Yu Jung Yoon from Minari. Okay. Um, my vote here uh, is for Yu Jung Yoon. Mm-hmm. Yoon, um, for sure. But like, as we were discussing last night, seeing Maria Bakalova win would would not be a surprise. No, or, I get or an upset by yeah. any means. Yeah, <laughs> I get the hype for sure, and I think I've also heard you know in listening to people talk about this uh glenn close also being thrown in there as a as a you know dark horse mm-hmm. just because she's never won an oscar 
She's never won an Oscar. No, that's the whole thing. Like she was on track to win it for the wife, and then Olivia Coleman swooped in and won the. She won like every award leading yes. up to the Oscars, and yes. then Olivia Coleman won the Oscar. That's insane. So that's truly an unexpected moment. Yeah, and so, but I, I also like. I think it would. I mean, again, I've not seen Hillbilly so I'm just going off of what everyone who has seen it has said. I think it would be a disgrace for Glenn Close, who is an amazing actress, to win an Oscar for this movie that everyone agrees is not good. So, like, <laughs> sure. that would be ridiculous. Sure, but should have won for Albert Nobbs. I mean, sure. They're, I heard that they're making the musical version of Sunset Boulevard that she's going to star in because she did it on Broadway. Oh, neat. So that, I mean, give it to her for that. I'm sure she'll be great in it. That'd be cool. Okay. She's going to she's gonna reprise the role, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, now she's actually, like, she was way younger yeah. when she did it on Broadway than yeah. the part is. That's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Who's who's tackling that? I don't know. Okay. Are you sure it's happening? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, they were already, like, planning to do it, and then it got sidetracked side because of the pandemic, so okay. now they're doing it again. But um, right now, Yu Jung Yoon, who also would be my pick, she was my favorite performance of these five, um, has the best odds, 23.8, and she won at BAFTA, SAG, and she's won 27 Critics Association Awards. Woo. Maria Bakalova, who is the closest after her, is at 20%, and she won at the Critics' Choice, and she won 16 Critics Association Awards. Wow. And I just want to say, as we're talking about acting nominations right here, the the precursor award to pay the most attention to is the SAG Award, because actors make up the largest voting body within the Academy Voters um, so I just want to give you a little facts about SAG Awards and the Oscars. The Screen Actors Guild Awards have one of the best track records with the four Oscar acting categories. They've only mismatched five times in Best Actor, seven times in Best Actress, nine times in Best Supporting Actor, and eight times in Best Supporting Actress. Okay. In its 26-year history, though, SAG has only directly matched four for four eight times. Okay. So they have a good track record, but they hardly ever get all of them. All of them, sure. So, so did who? So who won for SAG for this one? Yu Zhang Yu. Okay. Sorry, I just couldn't remember. Next up, best actor in a supporting role. Okay. The nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago Seven, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. How dope would it be if Paul Racy won, though? <laughs> sure. Um, he was great. I don't disagree with that. I just think it's a uh, not a strong likelihood of that happening. Yeah, sure. I mean, my money here is on Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, deservingly so. Mm-hmm. Not just because he's been sweeping it everywhere else, too. But, like, he murders in that movie. But there's a lot of good performances on this list. Yeah, I think and it's a tough, all good. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I think Daniel Kluwa obviously has won the most awards leading up to this. He won at BAFTA, Golden Globe, SAG, and Critics' Choice. Basically all the big ones. But also this is the first time that this category he's up against his co-star in Lakeith Stanfield. So there is that, um, you know, concern that they could split the vote. Yeah. And I think... I don't think that'll happen, honestly. If I'm being honest, I, I think he's probably going to win it. But I do think if it did get split somehow, then I think there's a good chance Sasha Baron Cohen could end up winning. Cause again, I think there's this feeling of wanting him to win something this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and he is, he does give an incredible performance in, in the trial of Chicago seven. He does. He really does. But I, again, I feel like if you, I think, I think he's good in the trial of Chicago seven. Um, but I think him winning for that, it would be like a win for like, both. Borat as well like it'd it be would like be for a, both yeah which uh, to, to be fair he deserves to some 
respect. Mm-hmm. Like, two completely opposite characters with sort of the same mission, although one very indirectly. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, sure. I think it's, I don't know, I think it's really interesting. And, and, I, and I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset. Uh, sure. I mean, I still would prefer Daniel Kaluuya to win. Sure. Again, though, I think that this is a little bit of, like, category shenanigans because I think Daniel Kaluuya is the lead of that yeah, movie. He is. But he Well, fine. I don't know. Yes and no. Sure. He's yeah, second build in the title. But, like, like yeah. I think that... Um, for sure. Here's here's my thing with this, though, is, like, Sasha Baron Cohen has had, like, an incredible year. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to talk more about Borat a little later, but... Um, how many times is Sasha Baron Cohen going to get nominated for an Oscar? He got it twice in one year, which is crazy, right? Yeah. But Daniel Kaluuya. I mean, is this is gonna, already his second nomination. Is, yes, he's going to constantly turn in amazing performances. Now, like, does he certainly deserve it for 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 playing Chairman Fred Hampton? Hell yes, he does. Yes, he's excellent. He's truly excellent, captivating every second he's on screen. Mm-hmm. So yes, he does deserve it. But I would just get it if they gave it to Sasha. I guess. Hmm. I would get it. I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. I'm just saying I get it. Anyway. That, right. And that's just political bullshit. Like, that's just... The, the Oscars the, that's are just nothing the game. but political right. bullshit. Right. It's just the game. <laughs> All right. What are we on to now? Actor in a leading role? Or sure. Actress? Let's do actor first. Okay. All right. This will be a, a quicker thing, I think. But So, actor in a leading role. The nominees are Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman and Mank and Steven Yoon and Minari. Yeah. Besides Gary Oldman, it's a really solid list. Yeah, I don't I mean Gary Oldman's a good actor. I'm just saying Gary Oldman's a good actor, but I would not put Mank anywhere Mank. near being one of his best performances. No. And he like literally just won the Oscar like a couple years ago. Like that yeah. space could have been given to someone else. hundred percent, baby. hundred percent. But not like that it some, matters. Someone because... argued Del Rey Lindo, but Yeah, Del Rey Lindo. It could have got the the main the lead actor of the white tiger is honestly like so amazing and i think that he should have been nominated hey you're being a white tiger stan and i no am one a little bit of a white saying, tiger so <laughs> well hopefully if, if if this podcast does nothing else i hope that it inspires the people to watch, watch the white tiger, tiger. <laughs> i've i've been living with you for almost a decade and i have not been inspired to watch the white tiger so well it just came out this year well i know i know <laughs> i only watched I know. it like two weeks but ago i'm saying i know you i live with you yeah and you haven't made me watch it so that's true all right so obviously i think um it's pretty safe to say that chadwick boseman will probably win this um he has a 24.4 percent chance at this point he's won pretty much all the precursor things critics choice golden globe sag um he did not win at BAFTA. Anthony Hopkins won at BAFTA. Uh, I do want to. I feel like there's this like feeling like, oh, he's gonna win because he died type thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's completely fair. I think that that performance is amazing. Whether he had died or not, I think he would have been nominated and definitely a front runner, regardless. And I also want to point out that there's only ever been one other posthumous best actor Oscar given to Peter Finch in network in 1976. And the only other posthumous acting award ever was given to Heath Ledger. So it's only acting awards have only been out twice posthumously. So it's not okay, like but, a thing but, that, but versus how many times people have died and well, not gotten the win. There's been a lot more nominated like, that have not won. Okay. Okay. There's okay. been at least like 10 or so nominated. Okay. Fair enough. That haven't won. So I'm just saying it's not, it's not like a foregone conclusion. It's not because he died. I think that it, genuinely is a really great performance and it's an incredible loss 
that I think they'll honor in this way. Sure. And honestly, you have to look at, too, one of the, like, big things that goes into Oscar campaigns, if you will, is the speeches people give in the precursor awards. And his mm-hmm. wife has been giving really amazing speeches every time. So Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, here's what I'll say about that. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think it's just a death thing. Say, for instance, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom did not come out this year, and he got a nomination for some reason for Defy Bloods. Like that would just be for if he won that. Yeah, that's the political like that would be ridiculous. Like, honestly, he's fine in it. He is. Yeah. Is it an Oscar worthy performance? It absolutely is not. No, I agree. Um, so like, you know what I mean? But I do feel like you're right. He kind of earns his his keep on on uh, Mount Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. OK, moving on to best actress in a leading role, which I think is by far the most up for grabs category at this year's Oscars. Okay. The nominees are Viola Davis in Mount Rainey's Black Bottom, Andre Day in The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. It's funny that you're finding this a top. Like, I just don't know. Well, here's the thing. So here's, like, think about this. There's precursor awards that people can win. Yes. Carrie Mulligan won the Critics' Choice Award. Viola Davis won the SAG Award. Andre Day won the Golden Globe Award. Frances McDormand won the BAFTA Award. And Vanessa Kirby has been there as well. <laughs> she did. She won Best Actress at the Venice Film Festival. So it's not like she hasn't won anything. No, that wasn't sure, 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 against sure. these same women. Yeah. Also, I'm not going to give any credit to Golden Globe. Um, no, but it's a different. It's definitely a different voting body. The people who vote for Golden Globes are very different from the people who vote for the Oscars. There's no crossover. But I think it does kind of like cement a person as a winner in yes, people's it minds. Yes, it does. It gets the ball rolling. Yes. Continues the momentum. I, I do truly agree. Um, I'm I'm torn on this category. Uh, I love No Man Land. I don't necessarily think Frances McDormand deserves Best Actress here. No. Uh, I don't think it's even one of the top performances on the on the list. Um, honestly, like, and and I really I like Promising Young Woman a lot. I didn't necessarily love Carrie Mulligan in it. Like, hmm. I feel bad for that. You know what I mean? I That's do. incorrect, but continue. Yeah, I know. I know. I do. I, f- I literally feel like I'm wrong. Like, you know what I mean? I'm wrong yeah. on that. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Viola Davis should technically be in the supporting role category. So yes. I'm really torn, but but my vote is going to go to to Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah. And I think that's a strong choice. Again, she did win the SAG and, you know, there is a lot of crossover. But like I said, they don't ever go four for four. And I think if they go three mm-hmm. for four this year, I think this will be the one that they get wrong because I think that Carrie Mulligan is going to win. Uh, one, she is my pick for favorite out of these five. I hope you're right. But also, I think what you have to keep in mind, too, this could be another kind of Olivia Coleman Glenn Close situation, which... There are a lot of British members of the Academy voting thing, and they usually vote for their own. Mm-hmm. So she could get a whole block of British votes, which I think would help push her over. And I think Viola Davis is obviously very beloved by the acting community, obviously, because she's won like a shit ton of SAG awards. And um, and I get that. And I think that she's an amazing actress, obviously. But I think that it's going to go to Carrie Mulligan. Okay. Also, Andre Day is like a third dark horse that I've heard people talk about just because her performance is really amazing. But again, it's a, an amazing performance in a movie that isn't really that good. So, Mm. and it's like her debut performance. So, yeah. 
Dude, I, dude, I feel so, like, here's my, like, I, I'm trying to explain why I don't like necessarily, you know, Carrie Mulligan in this role. And it's just, I feel that she doesn't give, like, a very dynamic performance. And, but, and I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Or you you definitely say I'm wrong. You are wrong, yes. And that's fine. Or maybe it doesn't need to be dynamic. But, like, something is amiss for me. It's either on the script level, on the acting level, or the directing level. And they're all nominated. <laughs> So yeah. it's like somewhere like there's I'm, I'm lost. And that, that's what makes me feel like I'm my opinion, like my take on it is incorrect. Mm-hmm. I'm not like I know I'm, I'm the man of this podcast. I'm uh-huh. the male member and I'm not trying to like talk crap about against promising a woman. I think it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I just I would have just like when watching it, I was just thinking like I wish this was a different actress. Mm. But I don't know why that was. I don't know if there's the performance. I don't know. It's just the nature kind of like monotone delivery. Or maybe it's just you maybe it's just me yeah wow well you're still putting everything on on them and i'm just saying maybe it's not but i'm putting everything on carrie mulligan yeah but i just don't know if it's like her fault as an actress like you know what i'm saying i don't know i don't Mm -hmm. know you're the only one that feels that way i know i think it's you i know it's weird i hate it i need to look into that yeah (laughs) all right moving on we got the top two awards woohoo Best director. Wait, Not- this is the top two? I feel like most people don't care about director. Well, sure. But I feel like director directly influences best picture. So oh. Like, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not all the time. Not all the time. And less so in, in recent years, but mm-hmm. certainly... Throughout the history of the Oscars. So you're saying Thomas Vinterberg is not going to get the win here? Well, I don't know. He might win Best Foreign Language Film. Or best oh, international that's true. Film, that's true. So. That's true. I see what you're saying. All right. Best Director. Nominees are Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Oh, the movies were in alphabetical order. <laughs> I was like, why is she saying these all out of order? It's not the filmmakers, it's, but you did that. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. Whoever, wherever I copy and pasted it from, that's how they did it. <laughs> yeah, no, sure, sure, sure. Um, you want to go first? You want me to? Um, I mean, obviously, I think that the odds-on favorite here is Chloe Zhao. She's won everything <laughs> yeah. leading up to this. She's won BAFTA, Golden Globe, DGA, Gotham Award. Like, yeah, and I almost think this is like a a body award too. Like, this is only like her third movie. <laughs> yeah, but they're incredible. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I say there, and I still haven't seen her first film yet. The, but the Rider was like a huge critical and industry success you know um and personally i like the writer a lot more than i like nomadland so i i do too but i also love nomadland you know what i mean? Yeah, I like, like nomadland too but, but if, yeah. if you haven't seen the writer guys definitely i just watch think the writer. her talent is what's in the spotlight a lot for this too you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah i think chloe Zhao. there's no way she's obviously the front runner but she's also my my pick for sure yeah i think she's the front runner i because i think obviously i mean for a lot of reasons i think the well, I don't think I'm looking at the numbers here. The next person, odds on, if it's not her, it would be Lee Isaac Chung. And I do think that there's been a lot of love for Minari. And I think that Minari has, um, it's on a more upward trajectory than other movies at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, at this point, voting's close. But I think like as voting, <laughs> sure. you know, was closing, I think it was on a more upswing than some other movies. But I also think, I don't know, like... I just think it's going to go to Chloe Zhao. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I do, too. I wouldn't even throw an argument about it, which leads no. us into our final category. Best Picture. That's what the show's all about. Yeah. The nominees are The Father, 
Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's going to be Nomadland, right? Okay, like, well, <laughs> hey, we... We still have a podcast, you know. This is the this is the category we're really talking about here. Okay. You don't have to bury the. That's not the correct phrase. Do you want me to go through all of their percentage odds? No. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. I spent a lot of time doing that, but oh, that's fine. Then yes. No. Why don't you go through that? Okay, that's fine. No, go through it. Um. Because this is obviously it's not going to be twenty probably percent because no. we have seven here. Okay, so Sound eight. of Metal has a nine point five percent chance. Um, the so is this ascending order? Yeah. Okay. The Father, the Judas and the Black Messiah, and Mank all have a 10% chance. Promising Young Woman, 12.5%. Minari and the Trial of the Chicago 7 have a 14.3% chance. And Nomadland has 20%. Okay, that's a big lead. Yeah, and it has, it won the Golden Globe, the Critics' Choice, the BAFTA, and the PGA. Yeah. Yeah, and you know... It's just one of those things that's like it's been sweeping up everything that like even though we just talk about Chloe Zhao's been sweeping up everything we really think she's going to get the directing award too. It makes me nervous that it's just going to be like a left field best picture win like for something else. Well yeah. Sorry. No. You're good. I feel like I interrupted you. Um, no Madeline I think obviously has won the most. The only one it didn't win was SAG. Charles Chicago 7 won SAG because No Madeline wasn't nominated which the ensemble award at SAG sometimes correlates to the best picture okay. type thing. Um, and right now, you know, Trial of the Chicago 7 is kind of like second as far as the odds go. And I do feel like that movie definitely feels the most Oscar baity of all the nominees, yes, you know? Yes, 100%. But I don't think it's going to win anywhere else. I think the only one it could possibly win is um, Screenplay for Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. And hardly any movie wins Best Picture without at least winning either Best Director, Best Editing, or best screenplay. But I think it has a chance to win best editing as well. I mean, maybe. I would say if, like, as you're watching it, if it wins for screenplay or editing, then I maybe look out for it winning yeah, best picture. Right. Start to get worried. Right. Start to get worried. But, I mean, I think if it hasn't won anything all night, it's not. Literally, like, it has. It, the last time a movie won only best picture was, like, 1935. So I don't think that that's going to happen <laughs> okay. this year. You don't think history is going to be made in that way? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I agree. I think Trial of Chicago 7 is the one that has constantly been on my brain as far as, like, this seems like the Oscar safe pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you and with every other award show known to man, uh, Nomadland is going to be the pick. Um, yeah. I just I th- think it's probably one of the more underseen movies on the list um, as far as availability even. Oh, no, no. I guess it's it was on Hulu. Hulu. It's yeah. on Hulu. Never mind. Never mind, but um, that's a lie. It's also not one of the most underseen. It's just not, it wasn't the easiest to watch for the longest time while it was kind of building this prestige, mm-hmm. you know. Um, whereas Trial of Chicago Seven kind of got a lot of buzz coming out on Netflix. Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime was kind of talked about for a while, but like almost like too long ago at this point, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah being like a recent release on Prime too. I, you know, it's just. I don't know. Well, Judas and the Black Messiah was only up for a month, and it literally was taken off of Amazon the day that the nominations came out, which was just horrible marketing plan, in my opinion. But. That's really funny. <laughs> that's really funny. But that's that was the rule that Adam plays, right? Yeah. So, I will say too, my only like concern of the tri- trial of the Chicago Seven winning is like a Green Book effect. Yeah. Where I think that this year, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on in the news 
mm-hmm. politically racially like all that kind of stuff and i feel like the trial of the chicago seven is the movie that like white people can act like oh we get it because we nominated this movie but like it's like oh you don't get it at all because you not you voted for this well, movie would judas not fall in that category as well no because i'm saying white people will feel more comfortable voting for the trial of chicago seven's only got one black person in it oh so okay. they would I be like oh see i get it because i voted for this movie that's all about like protecting protesters yeah but like you yeah. don't get it because you didn't vote for any of the movies that actually signify change <laughs> yeah no for sure and i mean you think it's like all these things like perfect timing release right and, and all this stuff um and because again i'm talking about it like it coming up and just winning surprisingly and undeservingly so right like green book yeah like green book mm-hmm. although i can't even talk shit about that movie necessarily because i never saw it because, well i did so i can <laughs> yes because, fair enough fair enough because i saw a trailer and i was like absolutely not I was like, I will see all the movies nominated for Best Picture, and uh, thanks to my A-list, I don't have to really pay for it, so <laughs> I went with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's right. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I think that I think odds are Nomadland is going to win. So, yay! This will be the second ever Best Picture winner directed by a woman. Isn't that exciting? I'm <laughs> <laughs> <was> sarcastic. <laughs> You know, women doing yeah. it, breaking that glass ceiling. I mean, I don't think it's going to stop now. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes, it's taken too long. But like we were discussing the other night, Catherine Bigelow, when she won, was one of very few working female directors who are like constantly making studio size movies, widely released, mm-hmm. like these these sort of things. Whereas like women are getting constantly more opportunity. I think we're going to I think we're going to keep seeing them show up in awards categories in the future mm-hmm. and making money because chloe Zhao now is doing a, a marvel movie right yeah, so yeah it's happening yeah <laughs> hired by the way prior to nomadland like being released. yeah just post writer like, yeah it's insane so yeah yeah can it can any other marvel movie say it's, it has an academy award-winning best director because they are going to use that oh for sure in the marketing for the eternals i tell you that much yeah no i don't think any other director has been yeah has won for sure no i don't think so either i'm fine th- i don't think i don't think it's well black, black panther was nominated for best picture yeah. yeah 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 but i don't think ryan coogler was nominated for best director no he was not so yeah could be interesting yeah i think i'm very much looking forward to this year's oscars as i look forward to every year's oscars but <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm excited to see what they do to kind of spice it up make it different you know in these in these yeah weird times are we, we going to do a post oscar show yeah we'll do a post oscar show fun. go over what we thought of who won and what we thought so of the then, ceremony so itself this is going up the thursday before this, this thursday mm-hmm. so coming thursday and then that show is going to be recorded to come out the following thursday so we're kind of in a season break for a yeah second. we're in a little bit of before it wraps up and finishes yeah we have okay. like two episodes left but we're in a little yeah. bit of a break yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for listening hopefully we helped you a little bit with your own ballots yeah uh and yeah, hope you enjoyed the Oscars. All right, we'll update you who wins. It's going to be me. <laughs> we'll it's see. It's going to be me.